TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 489 of 100 Not Out. The 500th episode is fast approaching and I couldn't do it without my brother from another mother, the undisputed king of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Uh, hello, PC. Thank you so much for uh, your kind introduction, as always. It's great to join you again, and uh, we've had some customer feedback this week, and uh, we've taken it on a board. Thank you um, for that one listener who sent in some information for us to be mindful of. And um, No, let's we'll call this out. I love this. I love this. I, this is really important because if one person says it, 20 or 30 other people could be thinking it. This is a great little lesson from our live uh, radio days. If one person calls, there's 20 or 30 others that would call but can't be bothered. Um, I was breathing heavily in the last episode, apparently. I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I don't need to analyze the episode that much. And I may have also been researching live on the episode, unmuted, and I am renowned as an angry typist. Because of the yeah, old TV, TV, radio fun. on yeah. deadline days, it whenever I'm on a Zoom or a meeting and they're like, who's the angry typist? I'm like, oh, it's me. You. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and I did get bailed up the other day in the beautiful town of Mullumbimby where I now reside for talking mm-hmm. far too loudly on a phone call in a public place. It does happen to me at least once a year where a stranger, who was a stranger before he starts arguing with me, talking to me like he's my dad, starts absolutely barreling me for the conversation. This young man who is in his 50s came up to me, put his arms, uh, you know, like over his chest, like crossed his arms, and I was like, are you okay? And he's like, and I was like, like you okay? Like, in a, all right. And he's like, yeah, I just thought you wanted me to listen to the conversation because you're talking so loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of thing I would do. I would walk up to someone and do exactly the same thing. Like that's a you know front front bigger than my Burke Street. That kind of thing. Like I, I would do that for sure. Yep. And I was going for a walk with uh, our mutual friend Elise Comerford yesterday morning at six o'clock, walking up a hill. It was six o'clock yep. in the morning. We were doing a workout yep. together, and I was telling yep. her a story which was making her laugh. And I was talking a little bit too loudly. She was laughing, but then she was like, "Can you also just like tone it down because it's six o'clock in the morning and we're going to wake the neighbours?" And I was like, "No, but I'm like that because I've been for a walk with you when it's been really dark in the morning, like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning is dark." <laughs> and you're like you're at the MCG cheering like Melbourne, like and and you're cheering for Bailey Fritch, and he's at the Punt Road end, and you're at the Flinders Street end or the Spring Street end, like you're like the other end of the MCG talking that loud, and I'm like, dude. But, you know, calm it down a little bit. You do, you are. But that's okay. Yeah. That's why we love you, PC. We well, love you. Tell us how much you love PC, everybody. Oh, no, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Damo. Thank you, listeners. Now, we've got a really um, important conversation to have today. I reckon one of the funnest conversations we have. We are going Most to turn fun. our 100 not out attention to the Queen of England, uh, who has a diet that, and we've got to thank 
a dear listener, Sammy Saggers, one of the kings of real estate in Australia, and he loves 100 Not Out. And he's like, man, you've got to do an episode on the Queen's Diet. You've got to do an episode on the Queen's Diet. We thank you, Sammy. And uh, today is that episode. Now, I do don't I do not want to ever assume that the article that we are going to analyze, which is the daily diet of the Queen, may explain why she looks so good at ninety five. As a journalist, I do not expect that these eighteen chapters of the Queen's diet are accurate, Damo, but for fun and games and giggles, we are going to treat this as if it is the Queen's diet. And um well, I'm going to give the Queen a score out of 90, Damo. We're going to go through 18 areas. We're going to give her a score out of five. You're going to score yes. nine of them. I'm going to score nine of them. You get the odd numbers. I get the even numbers. And uh, healthy or unhealthy, like wildly healthy, five out of five. Wildly unhealthy, one out of five. And mm. we're going to rate her. We're going to give her a score. Um, this. Hey, wait, wait. Yeah. In the interest of PC... This is not a rating score that's meant to denigrate or make anybody feel good or, or badder. This is based on a flimsy article. So I just want to clear that up because keep in mind that Marcus went to Xavier and they're renowned for doing this sort of thing. So th- these rating scores, this is a simple Oh, oh this has like, gone a little bit too far. You're now talking about the word rating as in like rating the queen as a human being. Now, we're rating the diet, everybody. <laughs> the diet, we're rating the, the diet, diet, which which in highly... Right. High likelihood is not even the diet. It's the diet according to a website, and we're having a bit of fun on this episode. We've had three very serious episodes uh, recently all about stress and how to crack your stress code and solutions to stress. And so uh, laughter as one of the great healing, uh, which Damo did suggest in the stress-busting, solution-oriented episode we just did, uh, is one of them. This may or may not make you laugh. This might not even be a funny episode, but listener feedback. Sammy Saggers wants this episode, and I think it's a great conversation. So, Damo, you've got the odds. Wait. I've got the evens. Oh, we've got another. What's the, what's the next asterisk? Far out, man. Well, I just want to say hi to Sam G. Spotlight. <laughs> she reckons that the louder, the better. And I also want to say hi to Heather McCullum for watching. I love this. All those people that are still online watching. Thank you. And uh, we, let's get into it. Go. All right, here we go. So, number one, morning tea. The queen wakes up to a hot pot of freshly brewed Earl Grey tea or Darjeeling with a spot of milk accompanied by a few biscuits. Oh, this is quite British and healthy. Damo, we don't have all day for this. We've got about 14 or 15 minutes to rate 18 areas. What do you reckon of the uh, queen's morning tea? Give her a score. Well, I love that photo because that photo was actually taken from the TV commercial with Paddington Bear um, during the Jubilee. And uh, and I thought that was a great ad, and I thought the Queen did a great job uh, in acting out that, particularly given that Paddington Bear wasn't there. So five out of five for her acting skills. But let me just tell you that uh, the Earl Grey tea is not a bad thing to have. However, as you know, um, this is morning tea. So does morning tea come after breakfast i would have thought so right so maybe this is the first thing she puts it out. well it's the mo- oh no yeah it is the morning yeah great call the queen wakes up to a hot pot of freshly brewed earl grey or darjeeling so it's the first thing when you wake up drink it's not what we would call morning tea yeah great point yes so if we were to go for the wellness experts you know best way to start the day, they might say, bam, bam, one out of five, because they're going, biscuits, tea, and milk, 
how can you start the day with that? However, this is going to come back to the tenets of culture and longevity, and we'll come back to that later on. So I'm going to say from a health perspective, I'll give it a two just because of the mental health component of it. It's got to be good, but I can't see it being hugely beneficial. But maybe it's one of those high-fiber biscuits, and it gives it a little bit of roughage. Love so it. let's give it a three out of five. Oh, you've gone from a two to a three. Okay. All righty. I'm writing this down. The The Queen's diet's getting a score at the end. Don't type it. Just write it. Yeah, don't worry. All good. I've written it with my hand. Um, bang really hard. <laughs> The the annoying one in me just wants to start typing feverishly, but I won't. All right, number two, cereal for breakfast. The Queen's typical breakfast is simply a bowl of cereal. More surprisingly, Her Majesty enjoys her cereal out of a plastic container instead of a million-dollar worth bowl you probably imagined. Now, I grew up having Cocoa Pops and Rice Bubbles uh, every day. I love those cereal days. Um, I do love my cereal. I don't have uh, cereal cereal uh, right uh, to these days. I have, like... Like, you know, what I would – I just eggs cherish my forage days, have, Domo. You have eggs and greens. That's I, I have eggs and greens, um, which is actually coming up for uh, the Queen in just a moment. But I really do miss my forage cereal days. We do attempt a bit of a forage cereal, like puffed, you know, quinoa or puffed rice and, and puff this and puff that um, with my world-famous chalky milk. Um, yes. Cereal, if it's just your, your all-brand or your special K, look, it's – I'm not going to give it any more than a two uh, for the yeah. Queen. Um, uh, no, well, for the Queen cereal. So I, yeah. I actually don't believe that. I think maybe she's having some porridge or something. And I reckon on her porridge, she'd put LSA and um, maybe have, you know, something from an organic cow. I think she'd do something better. Oh, well, here we go. Here's a good one, I reckon. Uh, number three is scrambled eggs, Damo. The Queen sometimes ra- uh, swaps out her breakfast cereal for a steaming yeah. plate of scrambled eggs. Interestingly, the monarch prefers brown eggs because she thinks they taste better. On special occasions like Christmas, she would ask fresh salmon and truffle added to her eggs. Score out of five for the Queen and the eggs. Five out of five. Five that. out of five. You can't go past yeah. truffle. How good is that? It's got to be good for you. Yeah. Salmon, all of omega-3s and brown eggs. Um... I'm gonna. I, I I I don't know. Past Could judgment. Be, maybe it's good. Yeah, and um, and I I just add a bit of olive oil and you know salt to that. But you know, yeah, love that. Five out of five. All right, here we go. Loving strawberries is number four. Quite the health nut. Queen Elizabeth loves fresh fruits from her own backyard at Balmoral Castle. Bountiful strawberry, raspberry, and gooseberry bushes grow in her countryside castle, Sandringham. Houses 70 acres of apples. I don't know if that's enough, Queen Elizabeth. Strawberries are her favourite. Well, look, you can't go past a great level of antioxidants in the old red fruits like strawberries, raspberry, gooseberry. Are there any grapes growing? Is she having a nice drop of wine? I'm giving her a, a, a five because strawberries yeah. and apples, how can you go wrong? As long as she's not spraying them with every which way and the other because strawberries do cop a bit of a spray, but uh, yeah. I'm giving her a five on the basis Good. of the fact that they are organic, biodynamic, locally grown, and 70 <laughs> acres of garden at uh, Sandringham. Um, all right, Damo, number five. This is a corker. A gin. So am I scoring it or are you scoring it? No, you've got the odds. I've got the evens. Um, oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, this is five. You've got a gin before lunch. Her Majesty enjoys having a cocktail before lunch, is that in the AM hours? Her favourite alcoholic beverage is gin and, I don't know how to pronounce that, Dubonnet, with a slice of lemon and plenty of ice. This is where I think the article gets a little bit flimsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would hope that the Queen's not drinking all by herself. So I suspect that she's having that with maybe her butler. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's 
sitting down with um, with I don't know Harry or William, <laughs> who's who's in favour at the moment, <laughs> and sharing a nice little gin with them. I think that'd be good. Um, I don't mind that. I don't mind a little bit of alcohol as long as it's with somebody. But if she's sitting there all by herself in the corner, sipping a mm. gin and whatever it is, Deb, Deb Dubonnet, I don't even know what that is. Um, the lemon is good for you. Ice is good for you. Um, the gin's <laughs> got to be good for the soul. <laughs> What's your score, great man? This is funny. Ah, uh, four. Four, okay. Culture. All righty. Um, number six, fish for lunch. The typical lunch of the queen is a light, simple plate of grilled fish with courgettes, which we call zucchini in Australia, or spinach, and her favourite fish is Dover sole. She occasionally eats low-carb grilled chicken with salad. I can't imagine the Queen asking for a low-carb grilled chicken salad, please. Um, but, uh, look, can't go past a five for fish. I can't imagine fish. finding a low-carb chicken. What's a low-carb chicken? Are they all low-carb? Oh, no, that. <laughs> That's so good. This is, this is getting a bit flimsy. All right, I'm giving her a five for the fish as long as it's locally caught, doesn't come from some far-flung country and does a lot of food miles and gets preserved in all kinds of weird and wonderful ways. All right, you've got mm-hmm. afternoon tea. Uh, yeah. Number seven, the Queen's high tea often comes complete with at least two types of sandwiches. Her Majesty has a vast selection to choose from and her favourite is said to be tuna mayo with cucumber. What say you, Damo? What's the uh, score out of five for the afternoon tea for the Queen? Well, I love it. I love it. And as as I read that, I got saliva <laughs> pouring from my mouth like Homer Simpson. Oh, no. Simpson. Oh, no. Because who doesn't love a nice little sandwich, like a little, a little you know, corner? And I, I suspect that even though she's got um, at least two types of sandwiches to choose from, she would only have one or two of them anyway because, you know, you don't get to be as old and wise as what she is. Um, overeating, so I think maybe she has one or two little corners, and uh, and a nice cup of tea. I think that's a good choice. I like yeah. it. I'm going to give her three point five. <laughs> oh my god, half scores now. She would have used white bread. Yeah. Right? So it's white. All right. Well, but this is thing, yeah, you know, yeah, good. Because you're kind of scoring diet, but we know people who live a long time. It's not just what you eat. It's, yeah, that's it. Wellness experts, you know, so it's interesting. All right. Well, this one gets a little bit uh, draconian. This is number eight, bread without crusts, which a lot of parents are heaving right now at the idea that the queen is having bread without crusts, but it's probably not that unexpected given that they are in England. The queen loves sandwiches but only eats those without crusts. It's said to be a long-held <laughs> tradition dating back to Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, who believed that eating coffin-shaped food would bring bad luck. Coffin-shaped food? Food? What is going on here? Really? Oh, because it's the shape of a coffin. Mm. Oh, right. I don't okay. know if that's the reason why, surely. Um, mm. Well, look, bread without crust, and again, oh, I'm just—I can't really give it, you know, any much. I'm going to be—I'm going to be really low, and I'm going to give her a one for the bread without crust. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, crust? Like when you eat the crust of your bread, it makes your hair curly. Imagine how curly her hair would be if she did eat the crust because she's already got curly hair. Could you imagine how curly her hair would be? Oh, now it's time to give you a hard one. This is number nine. This is jam pennies for a sweet treat at tea. Her Royal Highness enjoys her childhood favourite jam pennies, tiny buttered bread with raspberry jam cut into small penny-sized circles. Your score out of five, Damien. I'm trying to work out where she fits all this in because it was only just afternoon tea before she was having sandwiches and now she's having jam pennies. Goodness gracious. Well, I don't think it's a typical day. I think it's just, you know, give it a week. These are the things she chooses. Yeah. Well, again, you know, nice from time to time, nice little sweet treat. It's a one for me. One for you. Yep. 
I'm with you there. All right, here we go. A well-done steak for dinner. For dinner, the queen prefers meat from local farms. Tick, ding, ding. Her favorite dish is a Gaelic steak served with mushroom sauce, cream, and a glass of sweet whiskey. Well, look, I'd, I'd change. I'd swap the glass of sweet whiskey out for a nice glass of Shiraz, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give uh, the queen a five for that on the assumption that she's having, yeah. uh, you know, a palm method size uh, <laughs> piece of steak, perhaps with uh, some really nice vegetables, you know, some roast veg, something along the lines of just a rainbow-coloured um, compliment to the to the meat but uh five for the yeah. queen for the steak all right damo you've got the yeah. sunday roast this is way up your alley i just want to ask the question if yeah. she dropped it would it bounce or would it <laughs> that, you know well just... well done is still subjective i must admit mm-hmm. you know what does that mean what's well done for you is mean? not well done for someone else you know I reckon Ravi would have something to say about that. Mm. Um, Ravs is here, is he? You've got number 11, Damo. This is the Sunday roast. Queen Elizabeth II also enjoys the traditional British Sunday roast, a main meal of roasted meat with potatoes, Yorkshire pudding, vegetables, etc. Her favourite meats include pheasant, grouse, what's grouse? Beef, venison, and so on. It's really good. (laughs) Grouse means really good. (laughs) It's really good beef. I love it. I love it. Grouse beef. Um, I love it. Good on you. You can't beat a Sunday roast. You mm-hmm. know, the veggies, the protein, you know, obviously that comes with tradition and sitting down and chatting. It's a five out of five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the assumption it's with What's other the people. Yorkshire isn't pudding? It? Is the Yorkshire pudding, is that the. I'm not going to type it. Whoever doesn't like my angry typing, I'm not typing it. Someone else can tell us. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 12. Say hi to Jake. Um, I'm not getting all the chats. You go, you get all the chats. All I get is Pina Hurley, the louder the better. That's my last one. Um, touch all right. the screen. If you touch the screen, it'll show. Yeah, I am. I'm not getting anything. Um, all right, here we go. Number 12, chocolate cake. Despite a smart eating habit, the queen has her guilty pleasure, a slice of chocolate cake at tea time and her birthday. She adores dark chocolate particularly and the darker the better. Well, look, I love a good chocolate cake. I'm giving her a four just because chocolate cake. How can you go wrong with chocolate cake? Um, <laughs> High protein. Yeah. Lots of eggs. Um, yeah. All right, here we go. Number 13, no starch at dinner. Her Majesty is very disciplined to keep her healthy, low-carb dinner habit. This article is flimsy. Um, when eating alone, the Queen never eats starches, meaning pasta, potatoes, and rice are all off her diet. Do you believe that? <laughs> no. <laughs> did we just have a Sunday roast before? <laughs> and, the breads, pastry, it? and the breads. And the breads. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a pastry. So, yeah, I don't buy it, but I like the idea of, you know, reduction of starches. Only, though, if you've got to trim down a few kilos, if you're trying to maintain the maintenance, or if you're trying to maintain the health of your microbiome, you want starches. So <sighs> I'm all cool with that, Queenie. Um, I would go for four. All right. <laughs> 4.5. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm 95, I don't know if I'm not having potatoes with my meat. That's potatoes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're going to make me an incredible, you know, pesto um, or some remarkable ravioli, I'm not saying no. Um, all righty. Love it. Good on her. Number 14, on her. no garlic 
with all the socialising the Queen has to do, it just makes sense that she, as well as the other royals, never eat smelly food such as garlic or onion. Well, boo-hoo to you. Why would you do that? I don't believe that for a second. This is lazy journalism. This journalist has clearly never dined with the Queen because if she's having a Sunday roast and she's having a nice uh, steak and she's having some great vegetables and everything, she's got to have yeah. some garlic in there. So... Um, how do I score that, Damo? Um, no garlic. I mean, I don't even want to give that a score. Um, I almost want to pass. But some people can't have garlic, Piercy, so, you know, maybe... What, you think she's on a FODMAP? A FODMAP. You think she's on a FODMAP issue? A I'm just going to... I'm going to just be vanilla and go two and a half because I'm stuck in the middle <laughs> and I don't know where to okay. go with that one. Good song, that one. All right. Um, but stuck yeah, in maybe, the middle maybe with she's you. Got, um, oh, I've got one for you. But, you know, yeah. I also don't have smelly food at lunchtime when I'm seeing patients. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I won't because I don't want to breathe garlic or onion over them, you know, or spicy cumin mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know. Like for me, you've got to be careful, mindful. Mm-hmm. And I love that she's mindful of others. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, all right, number 15. Here we go. Mm-hmm. On the home stretch. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a tricky one. No rare meat. Though the sophisticated likes a rare steak. Her Highness never eats meats that are rare or even medium rare. She prefers her meats of whatever type cooked all the way through. Hmm. Mm. How do you score that? Well, well, uh, we know that the Queen enjoys gin and we know that the Queen enjoys drinking tea. So it's highly likely that her hydration levels are very good and so possibly she feels that she doesn't need to have meat that's high in hydration um, which is of course the best way to consume your proteins that you know that are rich in hydration because that has all the activated enzymes in there to assist you in digesting the proteins right so i um I'm sensing a one or two here. I have to disagree, so I'm going to have to say two here. Two. Yep, righto. And now Summer Summer Daly's happened to um, chime in here. She says purely to avoid any potential risks. Um, I don't know about that, Summer. Maybe it's just a tasting. Possibly it is. Could be a parasite thing, Mm. but I would suspect that out of all the people on the planet, the Queen would get the best cuts of meat. No doubt about it. I think you're right. All right, here we go. Number 16. I like this one. No out-of-season fruit. The long-reigning monarch is keen on eating with seasons, meaning she won't touch the foods that are out-of-season. For example, if her favourite strawberries were served in January, the Queen will never eat them. Well, I'm a massive fan of that. Uh, we go to Ikaria every year to watch people only eat food that grows on the island. They're not having any avocados from Kenya. They're not having green beans no. from countries that are miles away. I love eating That's in season, idea. so she's getting a five for me for no. No out-of-season yeah. fruit. 17, we've got two to go. Damo, and I know... young she looks in that photo of the fruit. Like, mm-hmm. she's got, she got younger. By and we will put the link to this list, uh, this very well-researched list uh, in the uh, show notes for everyone who want to see the photos. Damo, this one, I know you've been waiting for this because you, you've known for years and you've been telling me this, how important it is for great health, uh, that this is something that the Queen does. This is your final score. No whole banana. To avoid looking like a monkey, Her Majesty never eats a banana with her bare hands. Instead, she uses a knife to cut off two ends of a banana, slit the peel off, cut it into small coins, and then eats with a fork. 
I know you've been well, waiting to be for honest this with one. you, I love the idea that the Queen still peels her own bananas. I think that's fantastic. Um, so there's a little bit of exercise in that. So that's awesome. And then I also love the idea that she trims off the ends. Like that's really cool because she doesn't like that little black bit. That yeah, my kids hate the black bit. It's yeah, tear-worthy. Yeah, I yeah. love that. It's very, very cool. It's very, very cool. And I love eating bananas as small coins too. Um, and I love the idea that she'd eat it with a fork, you know, a little coin at a time. It's fire for me. I love banana. It's very <laughs> And I reckon, you know, if she's feeling risky, she might put those coins on her cereal from time to time and yes, combine. With strawberries. You know, yeah, with strawberries yeah. that are in season. Um, all right, here we go. This is a hard one. Uh, the last one. Before we give the Queen's Diet a score out of 90, this is no sweetened tea. Like any sophisticated English woman, Queen Elizabeth II can accept her tea added with a dash of milk, but no sugar lumps whenever and wherever. Look, I'm not a massive fan of sugar in tea either. I'm giving that a five out of five. Damo, <laughs> yep. you just have to pad for a little bit. Tell the audience your general thoughts on the diet whilst I just go to my trusty brain here and add up the score. You've got 30 seconds to give a little summary whilst I add up the scores, starting from now. Okay, cool. No worries. Well, let me tell you, everybody, um, I'm actually impressed with that. Uh, and I think if you take out all those little bits, she's got the vegetables, she's got the proteins, she's got the... Um, you know, reduction in starchy carbohydrates. She does enjoy a little bit of starch with her friends when she's hanging out and having a little high tea or whatever, which is kind of cool. Drinks a lot of tea. That's fine. That's obviously traditional. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of tea. And if she's an adrenal junkie like PC and me, then a little bit of caffeine to kick her on for the rest of the day is a great thing. I wonder if she is an adrenal junkie. She gets a lot done, doesn't she? She's, uh, she's pretty good. She really does well. Drum roll. The Queen has scored out of 90, 67 0.5 for the Queen's diet. The best part of, you know, 6.7 out of 9, almost, you know, 70%. Pretty good, Damo. Pretty good. You know what I reckon, you know? I reckon that it's probably better than that. It's just that we got the cliff notes. And, yeah, and cliff I notes, would suspect yeah. that you live a long time for a number of reasons and the Queen's nailing it. Wouldn't she be a great guest on 100 Not Out? What if we tried to get? She keeps on asking us if we oh, could interview does. her. And I've just said just not the right time. We just got to give it five more years when it's when you write yourself a letter. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just got to hold her off for a little while longer. She's desperate to come yeah. on. Uh, particularly, she said, "Look, tell everyone about my diet." But yeah. you know, yeah, we're just going to wait. I'm glad she gave us permission to do that. And um, and that's an alphacute.com article. And so if you want to watch it, the if you want to read it, then go and check it out. Bit of fun to read it. Good to look at it lightheartedly. Uh, and, of course, there's behaviours around food that actually make food better for you. Like we talk about this, sitting by yourself in the corner, sucking down a kale smoothie is not that nice. It's not really that great. So um, if as long as she's um, drinking a gin and tonic with somebody else, then that is also a great thing. Yeah, well, a lot of people have loved this episode and they've loved the scores and they're going to go and uh, next episode we should analyse my diet, says Peter Lennon. He's always up for a little wisecrack. Uh, wouldn't that be <laughs> funny if we interviewed, if we analysed the diets of our listeners and every so often, yeah, not bad. That's not bad. Um, if anyone has got this far to the end of this Friday fun episode. We're recording on a Friday. Um, one of the great secrets, someone is just running out of their car in the background behind your left shoulder like they're just running from the police. It was quite funny. Couldn't help but notice that. I have a little giggle to myself. Um, top secret, not any longer. I'm going to break all confidentiality rules right now, Damo. We okay. are going to Ikaria next year, June 12 to 21 
Haven't told anyone except the people on Facebook and the people that have got this far on the episode. Website is yeah. not up and running yet in its full form, but if you know that you are interested, you can express your interest to join us. And when we're ready to take applications, you will be at the front of the queue. So go to 100notout.com, put in your name and your email address, and we'll drop you a line when we're ready to take applications. June 12 to 21 next year, we're pumped. Yeah. Yeah, so excited. And having just got back from Greece myself um, and being reminded of the lifestyle over there, I absolutely cannot wait to get back over there with you, PC. Um, and, and I'm pumped. And obviously, we are limiting the numbers this time around, uh, which I think is really important. We need to let people know that it will be limited to 20. We're not going to be taking any more than that. We can't handle it. We can't handle it. Um, for us, it's uh, it's important that we have a, uh, a, a nice tight group, a group that we think are going to be right it's done with uh, via application. So just because you send in an application doesn't mean you get the gig. Um, it's like a job interview, like grueling, yeah. testing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, there'll be of- a question. There'll be a question. What is the person who the person? If we get to nineteen spots and there's two or three or four other people, oh, wanting imagine to go, that! Imagine that! Wanting to go, and there's only one spot left. We will ask a question, and it will be, "What is?" The quickest thing on the planet. <laughs> oh, no. Leave that joke for another day or you've probably told that story. Oh, my gosh. Damo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening or watching this episode of 100 Not Out. We really hope we've uh, entertained you, put a smile on your face. Laughter is a wonderful thing. Uh, go and apply any of those five out of fives that the Queen uh, includes in her diet. We think. Don't apply the ones and twos, really. Uh, they're there for a reason. But we thank you for your support of the podcast. Share the love yes, with a friend, a family member, a colleague, someone you know uh, wants to learn how to live the 100 Not Out lifestyle. Until next week, which I think is episode 490, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.